0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news.
0: This is why, the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why Podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane.
1: And I'm author and editor Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on
0: your mind. This week's episode is called Vibrators, Guy Knows, another TMI. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who wants advice on finding a good couple's vibrator and another listener looking for advice on finding a good birth center or midwife. When I say that your questions inspire the themes of the episodes, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, then we're going to talk about what's in the news. Queen Elizabeth is in good fettle, whatever that means, and how to write socially acceptable emails during a pandemic. But first, Angela, how you been, girl? Hi. Um, I'm okay.
1: Apparently, uh, Andrew Cuomo announced that uh, weddings are back, people. You're allowed to have a wedding of up to 150 people starting this month, starting in March in New York. Um, And somebody excitedly emailed me about this and they were like, oh my God, are you so excited? Like, it's all happening. You're like, no, because until I have
0: a vaccine, I'm not. And all my friends have vaccines. Like, this is fucking stupid.
1: Because I want people to actually come to my wedding and I don't want anyone to die because they came.
0: Um, So I felt it was such
1: a weird email to get because it was it's from somebody that I know that's going through the same thing that also had their wedding rescheduled and canceled whatever so and does that wedding mean
0: is are they like sooner gonna than have mine. are they gonna have theirs is that why so they were she, like are you so excited because like obviously yeah. I'm having mine yeah so she sounds like she's going
1: to move forward with hers which I mean her, and like I said hers is sooner than mine I think I think hers is in March so she's truly going to be a guinea pig like that's going to be one of the first things that that people
0: a guinea pig's about. the wrong thing like guinea pig or the wrong i feel like analogy because like guinea pig is like it's like you go first we'll see what happens like this is like more like roulette like it, yeah. c- it could go fine but then like like a, a you could have like a big outbreak at another wedding so if there's anything that we know about laws it's like just because something's legal doesn't mean exactly. that it's a good idea
1: And there, yeah, there are many stories throughout the last year of people who had weddings. They were allowed to do it. And then people got sick. And I mean, granted, you know, we're, you know, we can see a little glimmer. There's a slight light at the end of the tunnel at this point, but we're not out yet. We certainly won't be out in March or April or May or I think June. And that's why, I mean, my wedding date is, was supposed to be June 6th and we have like put a hold on June 5th, 2022, and we contacted all of oh, our I didn't vendors. know that.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Good to know.
1: But I mean, so we haven't made, we haven't officially pulled the trigger, but the good thing is our, our venue is available. All of our vendors are down to switch and are not charging us, which like we really, we assumed, you know, you reschedule your wedding however many times we have get married two years later than you expected to, we thought, like, we might lose some money at some point and just kind of accepted that. But it's actually looking like we won't. I mean, we're going to have to spend. I mean,
0: that's the right thing that they should yeah. be
1: doing, just to be fair, it is. you know? It is the right thing, but I am the only person I know that has had no trouble with this stuff. So I feel very lucky. That's great. Um. Yeah. And, I mean, so we're still... Our plan right now, and like Cuomo's announcement has not changed this, it like shook me for a day because I was like, oh shit, like is stuff going to be okay by June? And then I was like, oh, no, no. And I'm at peace with my plan. So I don't, I don't need Cuomo screwing things up for me. My plan is we're going to do something small in June with our families because I think things will be safe enough that we can like feel comfortable going with our parents, like outdoor dining somewhere.
0: They'll have the vaccine by then.
1: Yeah. Like. Ian's parents actually already got the first dose of the vaccine. My parents had COVID and hopefully we will get their vaccine soon. So not super worried about them. Uh, yeah, I think that like we're going to probably get married on our roof or something and then like go outdoor dining in our neighborhood and I'll wear my dress and that's my plan for this June. And I'll get like a little, it'll be like a little wedding, a little taste of a wedding to hold me over until 2022. A little. When I have the big thing a little
0: what are they <laughs>
1: an amuse-bouche amuse-bouche. A little, oh, a little that was, amuse-bouche of a wedding how'd you
0: know that was what i was thinking of it was my favorite phrase and then my brain froze i have brain... been watching a lot of top chefs so uh, i'm very i mean uh, i don't know if that moose bouche really works probably more of like um a less fun word would have been like an appetizer for the wedding but like amuse-bouche is just a much more fun phrase but amuse-bouche right. is like compliments of the chef surprise and that that's
1: it's it's like the essence of a of a meal so kind of kind of of a
0: a wedding oh okay well Um, there you go
1: so yeah that's that's the thing and it's like luckily like i you know i got that message then i sat down with ian and we both kind of grounded each other where we were like "Mm, this changes nothing but good to know good for you guys
0: (laughs) yeah yeah we're on the same page. That's all that matters. So
1: I'm excited. I'll am keep you all
0: updated. I'm excited to hear about your moose bouche wedding. And yeah. I'm grateful that you're smart and like not making, not guilt tripping me into like feeling bad for saying no to a wedding I would not be <laughs> going to.
1: That's the thing. Most people would say no and we wouldn't blame them. And we want to have fun. Like we want to dance at our wedding and we are yeah. not going to sacrifice that. So, and we don't, you know, it would be so wild to go from like a year, like, like in a fucking cave to like all of a sudden the first thing we do where we that's normal is like a giant party with people. Fuck Everybody's going to have PTSD. We're not doing that. No. Thank you. We'll wait a year. I'm so happy that you like feel the room. Yeah, exactly. We're nothing (laughs) if not self-aware. Great. So that's the deal. That's the story. I will keep everyone updated obviously as things progress. Please do. Um, Please do. I will. How how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. So last week I talked about an email I got from a coworker. This week I'm talking about an email I got from a stranger. So I was on the phone with you, and you actually already know the story, but we're going to talk about it again. Uh, and I was like, Angela, I just got this weird email from somebody that went straight to my email box, and it's from somebody named James Ivans, and the subject is infected by Navy in 1970 with morgulins. Message. I saw your book online. I have quite a long story to tell or a short one if you're interested. And that was the entire email. So <laughs> I looked up Morgulins. Morgulins is an informal name of a self-diagnosed scientifically unsubstantiated oh my skin God. condition in which individuals have sores that they believe contain fibrous material morgulins is not well understood but the general medical consensus is that it is a form of delusional parasitosis
1: i think there was like a famous actress that had this i remember like being on a wikipedia page and being like oh that lady was nuts
0: um so so they believe their skin's affected by bugs or other objects that sting so but it's funny that like if you did think that you probably wouldn't call it Morgulins, right? You would be like, I have right. bugs. They infect me with bugs in my skin, but like to say like I was infected by Morgulins by which is
1: a fake disease that lives is a in my brain. Fake
0: disease that lives in my brain. But I don't know. Unless this guy, like, I mean, I'm sure the Navy did some crazy shit. Like that wouldn't surprise me. Like, just like, yeah, I'm for vaccines, but do I think Big Pharma has done like shady shit? Sure. Like, do I think like People are looking out for our best interests. Grit, yes. But do I also think like people drugged people and like do crazy shit and probably did infect people with weird diseases? Like, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. The world's nuts. But it's weird. So like, does he think like the Navy was like testing something on him? I mean, this is obviously a crazy person because he says, I saw your book online. Angela, I have two books. One is about <laughs> being single and dating. It's a humor book I wrote with you. And the other one is a book about fairy tales, and it's a feminist take on fairy tales. If you've seen either of my books, you probably don't think that I'm the person to tell a story about about the Navy infecting you with a potentially real or not real disease yeah and like and and like Laura Lane is the one I want to tell this. Story story. Like obviously
1: I yeah, I have a lot of questions, but my my definite first would be, which book is he talking about?
0: <laughs> Not that it matters. They're both totally irrelevant. And like, yes, am I a journalist who has written like serious, non-humorous journalistic stories? Absolutely. Right. Sure. Great. But did he write me and say? I read your pieces in The New Yorker. I read your interview with blah, blah, blah. Like, I've seen your work in Van whatever. They didn't mention my journalistic qualifications. He said, I saw your book online. My books are, like, silly, humorous. Like, you know, they're, like, they're they're fun. They're not... You would not read my books and think I'm the one to tell a story about being infected by the Navy in 1970 with anything.
1: <laughs> Although I would so dearly love if, like, you answer him and his response is like, "It sure did put a damper on my dating life."
0: Yeah, I know. I've <laughs> this is why like, I'm single. I'm very because scared. I think I have
1: little bugs living in my skin.
0: <laughs> That's why I'm single because I have bugs. <laughs> living morgulins did put a damper on my dating life which is the real story i want to tell behind this whole that's the heart of this book i'm picturing which, yeah
1: i in if that's the case i think you should collaborate with him on your third book because it sounds <laughs>
0: like something i would read i should ghostwrite. this would be the first book i ghostwrite. i i obviously just think this person's crazy i am terrified of crazies like absolutely terrified and like probably to like a paranoid sense that like didn't really start until after I had like a kid. Cause if if it was like just me, like, yes, I'm scared of the world. There's like walking in New York. I'm like, yeah, a person on drugs could just like push me into like a subway track. Like that could happen at any moment. So I'm always like, don't, you don't talk to anyone you don't know unless like you're very sure they're normal and you're like real cute jacket. Like, where did you get that from? (laughs) And like, you know, and like, I'm still taking a gamble when I do that. But for the most part, I like really just like, you know, you keep to yourself, you're friendly, try to not talk to anyone. You just, like, never know what's going on with someone else. And I'm, like, my Instagram's private now. I really don't tweet. I'm, like, scared of people on the internet now. And I'm just, like, a pretty paranoid person. So, like, I, I, I wish that, like, if you had, you know, if this was, like, five years ago, ten years ago, maybe five years ago, I maybe would have been, like, which book are you talking about? And just, just to see what their response <laughs> yeah. is. But I don't want to engage with a crazy because like he clearly got my email from maybe my website. And like that scares me. He was like on my website. I probably have you know, like this just it just all scares me. So Yeah. Like you don't like come across my website very easily. Like it's not like I'm not a famous person. So it could just creeps me out. And he emailed me twice, like, the same email. Like, he contacted me through my contact page, but then he also emailed me directly. Like, he got my actual email, which I don't have on my website. So, it's, I'm a little yeah, scared it's, it's of this scary. crazy person with, that thinks they have, like, this disease. But, um, yeah, I feel better talking about it because if anything happens to me, there's a record. There's a record. Look for James, someone that claims to be James Ivans. <laughs> Might have murdered him and see if they are the one that kidnapped me. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> glad, glad we got that on record. Okay. It's time to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Slumber Party. It's the podcast with Tess Holiday. Tess Holiday is a plus-size icon and cultural change maker, and she brings to you the kind of heart-to-heart conversations that transpire at a slumber party. This podcast invokes sleepovers of our youth where we played silly games until we squealed, whispered our deepest secrets in the dark from latest crushes to the challenges that were crushing us. Slumber parties were my favorite thing. I would prank call people... I, I can picture watching Clueless all on the floor eating popcorn. I also, I'll be honest, I like to play this game Pretty, Pretty Princess. It was like my favorite game.
1: I assume that was when you were younger, in your younger days.
0: Younger slumber party days. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Slumber parties are great. And honestly, the exact vibe that I'm looking for in a podcast, because you want to feel like you're hanging out with your closest friends. Um, the best kind of podcasts are the ones where you feel like you're about to like join in the conversation, but you can't because they can't hear you but it's still like you feel like you're there you feel like you're hanging out with you friends, feel and that's
0: like what this is. you could go
1: toilet papering with the host exactly so this podcast uh it's centered around journeys to self-love they'll deep dive with extraordinary folks from friends to celebrities alike doing their part to actively make the world a better place um so put on your fanciest pajamas armed with your favorite snacks and drink and join them every week
0: be sure to subscribe to Cast Media's new podcast, Slumber Party with Tess Holiday, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also check out the video releases each week on YouTube. Angela, what's in the mailbox
1: this week? Um. Well, first up, we have somebody who contacted us via our Instagram and they are anonymous and they write, okay. So I've been listening to y'all's podcast for about two years, and if there is one topic that comes up a lot, it's vibrators. So you seem like the right people to ask about this. My boyfriend and I invested in a couple's vibrator, We Vibe Chorus, and we've tried it a few times, and it's just not doing it for us, and especially me. Is there something wrong with me slash us? How do you find the right toy individually or as a couple? It's not like
0: we can try something on like clothes this is true. Like vibrators are, they're not that cheap. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's ones that are cheap that you could buy for $5, but I don't recommend them because you want to make, you don't want to put anything like in your body or on your face that like, you just like, isn't legit. (laughs) And like, you don't know what materials (laughs) they use. So, um, yeah. Vibrators can be like 60 bucks. Like they could be like, I don't know what, like probably like 35 on the low end up to like 150, 200 for like fancy ones maybe. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. I have no idea. But they can be expensive. So like for something that you truly cannot take back there's like a no refund policy once you get it. It is hard. For good reason. For very good reason. Very good reason. Like you can't try it out. So you really just have to go off of reviews but reviews are hard because sex is such a personal thing and what people, what, like, works for you might not work for other people. Um, I mean, I don't know. There is something to be said about, like, ones that are just, like, so famous and well-known. Like, the rabbit. Like, you're not... You, right. Like, I'm talking about single-use. She's asking about couples. But, like, like the rabbit. Like, there's a reason, like, whoever invented one that goes in and stimulates the clit at the same time, like, yeah, that, like, that, that's, like, famous for a reason because it, like, works. And then, like, yeah. Angela and I both, like, Love the satisfier because it's right, like but, a different the, technique. It's like a suction, you know. The satisfier,
1: they're they've sent us like different models, and they're not all great. Some are better than others. Like they they sent one that was like the same style as the penguin, which is my favorite, but it didn't have quite the same force. Oh, interesting suction, Yeah, so it's like you just don't know. You know, somebody might buy it on a recommendation, but buy the wrong one, and then they're stuck with. Uh,
0: So she's, I've actually, it's funny because they have sent us a couple's vibrator, but I, that's just, I never used it. I've never used it either. And I think it's because, like, did it, does that like go in Nick's butthole? I don't think butthole, but I think,
1: I'm actually not entirely sure how it works. I think that the one that, it might be more like a cock ring type thing where it like okay it vibrates and then I think it's like vibrating for both, for both. Of you
0: see I okay so I think it all like so this is number one I want to compliment you on like investing in a couple of in okay you invested in a couples vibrator okay hers is called the We Vibe Chorus the We Vibe oh is the We Vibe the one that hold on I gotta look this up I should have looked this up before we did the show sorry um but the We Vibe <laughs> one I think is like does it like vibrates to music which is like um let me see
1: let's all google it together everyone everyone listening let's all
0: google so we can get an image in our heads so it's called the most okay the we vibe chorus is called it says by the most intuitive couples um okay so change vibration modes as well as the intensity of the heat of the moment Chorus Squeeze Remote is designed with the most natural human response in mind. The tighter you squeeze, the stronger the vibration you get. Okay. You can play and share control of chorus from anywhere. Create custom vibes and play together with the WeVibe product. See, this is like too much going on.
1: I'm and I Literally, I'm looking at they have like a diagram of a man and a woman and how it works. And I'm like, I don't see where what part of your parts it goes on. So. I think
0: it goes in. Okay. I think, you know what? I think it goes in her. Because, okay, this is actually the We Vibe Chorus. It looks, it's exactly like the couple's satisfier that we got sent where it's shaped, just to give you guys the visuals for those of you like driving and listening to our show. It's shaped like a very, like a U. It's a U yeah. shape that is like, like the free space is like kind of tight. So it looks like, I think it goes in you, and then we, I don't know. Okay, So basically you
1: have a penis and a vibrator inside you
0: at the same time. That can't be right. Frankly, that sounds painful. This is why, like, I just <laughs> would it I don't even know. People are probably listening to this thinking we're freaking idiots. They're like, this is how you use it. Um, okay. Categories is clitoral. Where, does it tell you? Okay, here's the manual. It's worn during sex. Great. That's, that's enough. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thank you. Um, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's a good picture. Okay. Yes. Here. Look, 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 look at the manual, Angela, and go to the third slide in the manual. It goes inside her along with the penis. So you have both the thin part of the U with the penis. They're both inside the woman. And then the other part is like cupping the the clit. my God. That's why you didn't like it. That sounds awful. (laughs) I mean, not not the clit part, but... I just don't think you need both. Like if you have the penis going inside you, like do you also need the vibrator part inside you too? Like don't you just need something on your clit? So anyways, I just don't. So yeah, no wonder this isn't, I wouldn't be interested in this. And also like Nick doesn't want anything on his penis because like he probably wouldn't want me to talk about this. But like like a long time ago, like I think I've tried, like back when I would get stuff sent, to work maybe, or I forget why I was getting stuff sent back in the day. But like I tried, like I tried something on him, like a ring or something. It was like too tight. It was like, ouch, there's no blood circulation. Like he's like, get all this off me. So I would actually, if you tried the, the couples, the couples vibrator that you tried actually looks exactly like the ones that Angela and I have been sent. And like, I'm pretty sure that's what like a lot of them look like. And so I don't think there's going to be like I'm sure, I'm sure there's like some variation you could find, but maybe what you need is just one for you, you know, like not one that's going inside you because I have like had sex where I've like, I've, I've used like mine at the same time, you know, like just on the like front part, right? (laughs) On your button. (laughs) On my button. (laughs) Thanks, Angel. And like that, and that I find is enjoyable. So maybe you don't need a couple's one, but you can still use it during couples sex like you can use a solo one during but don't use one that like looks like a big penis because like guys don't want I I mean I'm speaking for all men but I don't think like at least my guy I should speak just for my guy doesn't want like me to be like I don't and I don't really want to be having one that like looks like a big penis like I don't it's too big it's like in the way that's like not it's unnecessary so like the one I would use it looks like like kind of like a little tiny triangle Wow. Oh, nice. Okay. That's my feedback. It took a while to get there and a lot of Googling, but what's your feedback?
1: Well, I also think to speak to her concern about like, oh no, like this one doesn't work and now we don't know what to get as a new one. I feel like you can take the one that you have and maybe try and like repurpose it and just like, kind of like we were saying, like take the vibrating part and like use that on your clit and just like hold it there rather than like... Try and coordinate however the hell it's supposed to work um, like up up in your business, um so I think you can like try and repurpose what you have um, I like obviously, different things work for different people, so it's hard to speak to this, but in my experience, I think anything that's too elaborate, anything that requires too much coordination or reading <laughs>
0: or reading if it's not
1: intuitive, yeah, uh, go like away. The, sim- the simpler, the better, I think. Um. So yeah, either try and repurpose that, or yeah, like we said, like find something that's just for you. I, I I appreciate that you wanted something that like was exciting for both of you, but I think it's still exciting for your partner to see like you being really into it. So, and, like men are men. Honestly, it's like whatever. It's easier for men, so I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry about getting him any kind of sex toys. The sex toys are for women because women sometimes need a little more help in that department. All
0: right. What else we got in the mailbox?
1: Um, next up, another anonymous listener. Uh, also on Instagram. So you guys should slide into our DMs because a lot of people have been doing that lately. Um, and they write, Hey there. I've been a listener for the past four years. Absolutely adore you, ladies. I wanted to see if you could talk about how to find a birth center slash hospital or OBGYN or midwife. I don't even know where to start, what to look for in a facility. I'm not sure if this would be worth a whole podcast episode, but if there is any advice you can give, I would appreciate it.
0: Um, yeah. Thanks for writing in. So I can just talk about how I found mine. So it's a bummer we're in a pandemic right now because a lot of this was like chit chat around the prenatal yoga, like like uh waiting room, just like chat yeah. chatting with other like moms to be like, who's your doctor? Where are you going? Do you like them? And like it was so interesting because one was like, Ugh, my doctor's like they call her like the high heeled, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you know, she's too pretentious. Like, like I hate her. I want to switch. Does anyone have any recs? Oh my god, I love mine you know, they are in the village and they also do high risk. They're kind of pricey. So like insurance doesn't cover them. Oh, I need my insurance to cover them. Okay. How about them? And like, everybody would talk about like all their different doctors. And then you, by the end, you're like, oh, great. I have like six options. Like some of these don't work for me. Cause they're like out of pocket or that doctor sounds like I wouldn't vibe with her, but actually you talking about like the vibe of your doctor and you really love them is my kind of thing. Like, you know, does anybody have a? midwife that's like down to do a water birth. Yes. Mine, you know, did my first baby and I'm going back to her for my second. Here's her contact info. So anyways, a lot was like a lot of talk to basically say like, it's a bummer you can't chit chat like outside of a prenatal class, but I think you can like still recreate that, you know, like if you are a lot like find your local yoga studio and like see if they're doing like online classes The prenatal yoga teachers know everything. Like they know about all the doctors. They have the best recommendations. Like reach out to those prenatal yoga teachers and just be like, hey, I hope this is weird, but like I'm – do you know any midwives or do you have any like recommendations of a few options? Don't ask for just one option. Always ask for a few because what vibes for one person might not vibe for another. My, I switched doctors. So my first doctor that delivered – I have to go to a high-risk person. So you're asking for – a birth center slash hospital or OB/GYN or midwife. So I think you, yes, you, I'm trying to think. At least in New York, like you don't really, yeah, you might have a hospital in mind, but usually, at least in my experience, the doctors are like assigned a specific hospital. So like, I don't have a choice. Like I went with the doctor I like, not so much the hospital, unless it was like some hospital I like super didn't want to give birth at. Like they're all pretty good in New York. So I wasn't so as worried about the hospital per se. Um, because like all my friends gave kind of gave birth at like different hospitals. So I more just looked at like a doctor. Um, I forget how my friend found her midwife. But I, I think it's like honestly, it's always through referrals of like people you know. And if I'm gonna go ahead and guess, maybe you're one of like your first friends to have a baby because Otherwise, you'd probably be getting referrals from, like, your local pregnant friends. So I think you're just going to have to, like, find some prenatal practitioners and, like, and just get that you like and, like, get some referrals. So I found my first doctor that delivered. Ryla was a high-risk doctor. And he was referred to me by the fertility doctor that, like, had diagnosed my, like, half uterus. And he was like, this is who you should go to. Like, I think they're really good. And so I went with him and I really liked him, but I want, but they're like a big practice with lots of doctors and you don't know who's going to deliver you. And I wanted like a more intimate vibe this time. And so my new doctors kept coming up in lots of conversations, like all a couple of the ladies that I did yoga with, like used them and like just said they were amazing. And then my doula was like, you really should try to reach out to this place. I was like, Oh, I'm kind of nervous about switching doctors, you know? She's like, just reach out. So I reached out. That's another thing. You can't go to prenatal yoga, but like, have you thought about hiring a doula? And I would maybe start there because doulas have like part of their job, if you have a good doula, is that they have recommendations for like everything you would need. Like they should have like prenatal acupuncture, prenatal chiro, prenatal, like they should have like good doctor, midwife, like they'll, they'll help you. And like ask that when you're interviewing for doulas if you're, if you're considering a doula, but a doula might be helpful. They're kind of like your birth manager (laughs) and like they can, they like really help out with everything. It's not just the day you give birth. They're like there throughout your pregnancy. So that's where I would start. And then, yeah, you can do some researching online, but like some people just don't have good SEO and they are not going to like necessarily come up in like a Google search. So I really think it, it's like asking around. Yeah. Yeah. What about any of your friends that I know you had you don't have a baby but but you've friends that do. Do you know how they found their peeps or you don't really care? Or ask Not that? really
1: something we talk about. Okay.
0: So I'm learning a lot. All right. Well, look look for like a local doula. And there's a lot of like website. I don't know where you are, where you live, this person, but um yeah, I'm curious if there are like digital uh like
1: places, places online that that you would recommend that that review these sorts of things. I feel like there's all these like, like when I worked at Gymboree back in the day, there were all these like iconic uh, Facebook groups for moms that there, were very popular in New York.
0: There's like, I'm like looking. There's like Doula Match, but I don't know if that's. And then there's don, dona.org dot like D O N A. dot org, Dona International, um, for like finding doulas, um, in New York and L A. I carriage house birth is where you like pretty much go to get a doula and that's where I found my postpartum doula I found my birth doula for Rilo because I took she was a prenatal yoga teacher who was also a doula and I, I took her birth class and just like fell in love with her and like loved her sensibility of like um of god I can't think my brain's like not working right now pregnancy brain but she she evidence based sorry she had like an evidence based scientific approach but also like a lot of woo woo and so it was like a good she was like the perfect combination of like evidence based but also like these are the oils you should use and like all that stuff so um, she was a perfect just sensibility match for me um, and then yeah so I hope that's helpful asking around if any of you listeners want your questions answered, email us at contact at com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhythepodcast.com. You can also slide into our DMs, like Angela said. And now let's jump into what's in the news. Angela, what have you been reading this week?
1: Um, well, you know, I'm slowly getting really into the crown. So I was excited to do a royal story. Uh, People magazine is reporting that Queen Elizabeth isn't going anywhere. They say the queen will celebrate her 95th birthday in April, but remains in good fettle, which I thought was a typo initially because I've never heard that phrase before. What does it mean? I think it's just a British way of saying that she is healthy. She is in good fettle. Great. Uh, So there was some talk. There was some speculation that when she turned 95 that perhaps Prince Charles would take over um but they're saying that that's not happening which i'm sure the people of england are thrilled about cuz nobody really likes charles from what i understand and
0: yeah I, nobody's I, excited for king charles no but but you would think like
1: cuz i've also heard like talk of that he would just like it would just go right to william and i don't think charles is no, doing no. that no, charles he, wants he's his like, moment
0: fuck that i've been waiting a long time <laughs>
1: Although, like God, it's like kind of a thankless job. I mean, he already has; they already have like everybody kissing their ass and a bunch of servants. And I mean, what would what would change other than a little bit more responsibility? And who wants that? Yeah. yeah, Um. But whatever. I guess it's what he's been bred for his whole life. So, anyway, the queen is not stepping down, even though she's ninety five years old. They say neither her physical nor her mental health are waning. She's in good fettle. She continues horseback riding. Um. So yeah, pretty. She continues I mean,
0: horseback riding. Wait, that should have been the headline. Like the but queen the funniest part is still is horseback
1: back riding. They're like she's still horseback riding, but she's switched the type of horses that she's riding so that they're smaller horses. Basically, like so that if they say they're a little closer to the ground. So
0: I guess that's like. I mean, if you're ninety five and you fall, all your bones are broken. Right, if you like fall off any horse, you could fall a if you foot, fall off a <laughs> pony, your bones are broken
1: but what a way to go i mean this just makes me think about the fact that uh, like i mean the queen she doesn't really need to be that mentally sharp she's just kind of a figurehead but even here in america like all of our presidents have been really old like most like how old is joe biden he's 75 is that right sure is that i, I don't know no how idea. ever hold i was just talking about it with somebody where they were like man, like, that's incredible. Like, can you imagine like your, your grandparent at that age being president? And I'm like, no, because all my grandparents were dead by that age. Like, I don't even <laughs> know people that are alive at that age. So. Oh my God. It's interesting that we give them so much responsibility. Maybe we should think about like.
0: Not doing At that. a more
1: prime age. I don't know. That'd I mean, there's something to be said for wisdom, but.
0: Also. I think be quick, I being think- quick, yeah, <laughs> something to be said for for being quick. I think about like yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. All right, yeah. you want to know what I've been reading? Uh, yeah, I think this will help us all. I was reading the Times. This is an article by Tim Herrera. It's all about uh, the title was "I hope this email finds you well. Just wanted to check in." So the, he wrote all about how awkward it is to send any emails during a pandemic. Because none of us are well. There's a deadly virus that's still raging across the country. You know, millions of people have lost their jobs. Unemployment benefits are precarious. It's imp- impossible to predict what the economy will do when it will do it. Blah, blah, blah. Things are still bleak regardless of the that there's a vaccine. And yet we still have to send all these emails. We can't avoid them. They're part of our personal and professional lives. They must be written. They must be read. So how do we write them without sounding totally tone deaf? Or misguidedly optimistic, so I don't know about you, Angela. I've still been doing the like, "Hope you're well," because like, like I hope you are. Like, ooh, like what am I supposed to do? Like, one of like the face with the teeth that are like vertical. Like, ooh, hope you're well. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, just wanted to check in. Good to be in touch. So, you know, that has been its own form of coping as we reach for any bit of levity in such grim times. He says. But on Twitter last week, he asked people how, uh, how they adapted their email greetings and sign-offs to the current state of things. And uh, I thought I'd read some of the the ones and then tell you some of the tips he gave. So great, he said someone wrote something like, hope you're well under the circumstances, which I think is great. Yeah, I actually really like that. I like that too. I might steal that from now on because the hope you're well is maybe like not enough. Um, another person said, I start with hope you're well and then I end with stay safe not exciting, but I mean it. That's actually what I've been doing. I've been like, okay, like, you know, talk soon and stay safe. Um, Yeah. I also, I feel like
1: I've been using like these crazy times a lot lately. Like hope you're doing well during these crazy times.
0: Another person wrote, sorry for the delay. I've had my kids with me every moment since March. Um, (laughs) Another person wrote forever screaming eternally into the dark void that is life now. Um, I mean, that's, I think you could say that's like Certain people, but like, yeah. but also, it depends not... on the email. <laughs> Another person wrote best wishes for the end of times as their sign off again, depends on the recipient. But I like that one, that would yeah, I would appreciate that. Um, this one I i hated, but the, he's called this the most macabre. Am I saying macabre? macabre? Don't macabre, don't die. Love Brian sent from a ventilator, which like. That's in bad taste, especially like if, like, imagine if you got that while your dad actually had fucking COVID and was in the hospital. You'd be like, you'd be like, you're fucking dick and you're soulless, you know? Like, that's not funny. Um, Yes.
1: (laughs) It's funny that they would add the, or not funny, haha, but just funny, like strange. They would add the scent from a ventilator bit if they actually are taking everything seriously. Right, 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 right. Because not, not funny.
0: Um, And then the personal favorite of the writers was, hi, Jessica, I hope this email finds you well in what is surely a record-breaking year of international misery. <laughs> I guess that's like, maybe you would send that if like, I'm trying to think who you would send that to, like maybe a work person that you like but don't email you, all the time, you know. But that you have a relationship with, I think.
1: It can't be like if yeah. you have like a client that you're.
0: When I'm emailing people that like I just have to email like all the time, you know, like about stuff and it's maybe been like the weekend I'll be I I think I just say like hope you're well, stay safe, you know? Right. So All right, so his his habit or his tips were like, you know, mind the details. It's easy to poke fun at our old email habits, but it can be difficult to know how to approach writing a colleague uh but this isn't a one size fits all. So like Like, so this says like, they give an example of like some, like if you know somebody has been like taking care of their father who has cancer since early in the year, you might want to like acknowledge that and like, don't use like the same one size fits all. Um, Another tip, be comfortable, but within reason, you know, this is like advice I think everybody should stick by. You have to kind of assume the worst case scenario. What if you email someone a joke a joking open and they just had like a loved one die of coronavirus. You know, it's not out of the world of possibility. And like and I feel that way like I had like a friend die 2 weeks ago and then I'm like on a work call and everyone's like so you've been healthy and all is good? And like like they weren't really there was no opening to be like actually like my friend just died. It was just like y- uh yeah. yep like you don't ask, you that you were not asking me because you actually like wanted to know what's going on, you know. Right. So I don't know. They they were just. It was almost like you wanted me to just answer. It was very weird, and I was like, "No, I'm fucking mourning right now."
1: Right. But that's also why it's like, it's good when somebody acknowledges that things are not great in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's but true. It's a, it's a balance,
0: but you don't want to do it too jokey, you know. And like, right. even if that's your personality, it's like just. I like the assume the worst because you just never yeah. know, like. The other day I went to check in with a friend who had told me her parents had, like, she, like, were, she, like, had emailed me to, like, cancel whatever, something. And, like, and she was, like, my parents have, the, they got the virus. And then I hadn't heard from her in a couple weeks. And I was, like, and I was, like, I'm going to check in. You know, I was, like, hey, like, how are you, you know, like, how are your parents doing? I've been thinking about you. Which was, like, very... And like, I'm like her dad had passed away and like her mom was like recovering from the, it was like not the text I thought to receive back, but like you just, and I was like, oh my God. And I was just so glad that my like, like, I mean, it's not about me, but like, but I was like, just like, use the appropriate, but I was just so glad I used the appropriate that I wasn't like, Hey girl, like, you know, like how, you know, how was the rest of your year? Like, like jokey, jokey, like hope your parents are, and I, you know. I'm glad that I asked a question instead of like, hope your parents are healing, you know, or like, yeah. hope, cause like her dad had died. Like it was awful. So I, I just, just assume the worst and like, you know, leave things open-ended and like, you just don't know what the answer, the response is going to be. So not to leave on that dark note, but it's just a reminder to all of us that you just don't know what's going on in other people's lives. So please don't sign off sent from a ventilator. and that's the moral (laughs) and on that note it's time for our topic of the week we've talked about vibrators we've talked about midwives but angela what is the topic this week this week's topic is vibrators, gynos, and other TMI. That's right. We're gonna be focusing on the other TMI. So we figured we'd talk about some other TMI experts that we rely on and how we found them. That's right. So
1: for me, my TMI is I have a lot of gastro stuff, whatever. It's gross, but it's something I have to deal with. Um, so and it's really important to have a doctor that you're comfortable with for that sort of stuff. So I actually got my doctor, my gastro doctor through Ian, my partner. Um, I was seeing a few people that weren't working for me and he really liked his doctor, Dr. Julie. And um, I went to see her and I loved her. And now Ian and I actually go to see her together sometimes. How uncomfortable. No, we have so much fun with Dr. Julie. (laughs) (laughs) My literal worst nightmare. Like prior to the pandemic, we actually like we went because like I had an appointment And Ian came with me just because, like, sometimes it's nice to have somebody with you for any doctor's appointment to be a second set of ears. Um, But also just because, like, he loves Dr. Julie. And we we honestly, like, her nurses probably, like, what is going on in there because we were just laughing the whole time. So wonderful experience. Now we do virtual appointments with her and we're just buds. God bless. Um, yeah uh, i also have a great nutritionist which was also recommended me, to me by a friend i feel like that is like the common theme here is like just talk to people that you trust um like that you respect their opinion and get their recommendations for things that you're looking for i think that was like the the theme uh with with all of our doctor recommendation stuff
0: yep 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 um so for me um trying to think of like my other tmi so Back in the day, before I met Nick, even I, I lasered like my whole body of hair. Um, and that can be like an awkward thing because they're literally like getting up in there. Yeah. I think at the time I, I didn't like tell anyone I was doing it. So I just like Googled and, uh, called around and found a place that I thought that I thought was good. And like, I felt comfortable with the people. So then I kept coming back. And like back when I used to like do the brazilian bikini waxes like i just like wouldn't go to like a shady you know like like see like a sh- like a shady seedy place that that like that like doesn't look clean you know like like yeah so i have some questions that you can ask yourself like number 1 is the place clean you know what are the people like inside do they make me feel comfortable or do they make me feel like uncomfortable like i'm not going to be comfortable if you're like stripping down to like get something waxed or lasered or whatever you've got to do. I would also add to like waxing specifically.
1: I think that pay, that's the kind of thing like don't go cheap on. Pay the extra whatever, five, 10 bucks to go to the nicer place because they're going to use nicer wax that, because for so long I thought like, oh, I have really sensitive skin and waxing just hurts and like leaves me all red and gross. But pay the extra money, go to a nicer place. It's actually not as painful and doesn't leave me as like red and
0: marked up. You're gonna spend more money if you've gotta like fix your damaged skin. And that's, that's why like I have a rule about like really like do not use a group on when it comes to like yeah. doing stuff to your body. Like like groupons can be for like what, like a trapeze class or like I've done
1: I've done groupon massages. See, even I, then it's like places that I probably would not go back to.
0: Exactly. I got a group on, know? I got a group on massage as like a gift, very thoughtful gift, but the place was so shady. It was like in some basement and I was like, oh my God, like this is fucking awkward. But like, but then I didn't want to like tell the per- whatever. They never, you know, they're probably not going to give me the same gift twice. So It was fine. But like, it was a, such a seedy place. So like, don't use groupons for things with your body. And I'm even like against them using them for massages. Like I really am. So is the place clean? What are the people like inside? Look for a review, although I really don't rely on like Yelp too much. You know, call the people up. Do they seem knowledgeable? What's their experience? I always chat up the technicians. Like, how'd you get started? How long have you been doing this? Um, Honestly, Instagram. Like some of my friends are really open about like getting their brows bladed and like massages and I'll message them. I'll be like, did you like your person? Like, what's your recommendation? That's not really my Insta brand. I'm like private now. So if you've requested me, it's not, I just don't even check. Um, But I'm not trying to be a beauty influencer. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm more like, I don't know, maybe I'm more private on my Insta than I am on the podcast where I have no filter, but I don't really post I do do like a lot of beauty stuff and every now and then I'll do a post about like products I like, but it just doesn't, it feels, make, it, it just like feels off. So I don't really post like when I get facials and where I get them and like, here's me getting a facial, like just feels weird. Like it feels like I'm trying to pretend that I'm some beauty blogger. So I know I'm probably doing my friends a disservice because I I do think I'm a beauty expert at this point, and I really do have like a lot of great recommendations if you ask me one on one, but i it's just not my brand, so I don't really post, but I appreciate what my friends do because that's where I get a lot of my recommendations um Doctors have also recommended places um I don't know, um yeah, you gotta go through your gut like I tried an acupuncturist that like my chiropractor had recommended that my insurance covered and I like was not just like, didn't like it, even though like the space itself was really beautiful. I just wasn't vibing with the doctor. Meanwhile, I went, I'm like going back to my out of pocket acupuncturist that has a tiny room in a basement. So sometimes you can vibe off of like how pretty is the space, but sometimes you really just have to like try it. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've noticed I've become like a little bit less self-conscious, like spray tanning, lasering, et cetera. I don't know. I like could never imagine um, like standing in just my like thong, getting myself spray tanned when I was like in my early twenties for some reason. And now I like truly don't care. I'm just like spray me. Yeah. I think I feel the same way about like waxing. Like I was probably so
1: stiff and nervous when I was young, when I would go and like get a bikini wax and just like, I mean, not that I'm like super comfortable now, but I also really see it as a business transaction. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. This lady is doing her job. She has seen a million a bodies, a million vaginas.
0: Yeah, exactly. All day,
1: um, so she's not going to remember mine when I leave here. So I, I, I think I'm a little, little more relaxed.
0: Not that I'm getting spray tanned all the time, by the way. That's like kind of out of vogue and not. It's not really like in trend to be tan, but like I maybe do it like once a year, prior to the pandemic, like going on vacation when I'm like really pale, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be in a bathing suit. I just like want my legs to look less blotchy. (laughs) So like I'm going to do the spray tan. So I do like, but yeah, I just feel, I go, I go to somebody that's like, I also, I'm like a big believer in proximity for the most part. Like, you know, you don't have to go super far out of your way unless somebody's like really, really, really good. But yeah, ask around, Um, ask your friends. I don't know. Do you have any other last advice? Don't use Groupon's. Is like honestly my bigot. Like just,
1: I mean, I think you can like maybe peruse Groupon and like if you see something that sparks your interest, I would then do the research on the place. Um, and like you know, a, a good place might be offering a Groupon, but they're few and yeah, far do between. Your, do your research, but I do think so. Like we kind of touched on Instagram, but I think like people for whatever reason are more likely to leave reviews of businesses on Facebook, but also people that use Facebook tend to just be a little wacky, as we've talked about on the podcast before, people that leave comments on our the on the podcasts, Facebook are they're never normal. So I definitely <laughs> would take any review you see on Facebook with a grain of salt. And I really do like when I want to get the vibe of a business, I do look at their Instagram. And, like, the kind of comments people leave if they look like they're real comments and not thoughts. Um, Yeah. I I think Instagram is an accurate representation, usually, for a business.
0: Usually. Well, we hope that's helpful because that is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, and my book, Cinderella on the Glass Ceiling, and other feminist fairy tales. They'll both make you laugh. We encourage you to get them from your local indie bookstore.
1: And you get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for fullest full list of our sponsors in the code. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhypodcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show.
0: Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why,
1: pop culture, politics, friendship, dating,
0: work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum podcast.